Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, all you dog-loving peeps. Tom Davis here, the host of the No Bad Dogs podcast, the top-charting, award-winning, No Bad Dog community-driven podcast, the podcast where we love living. Of course, we work with dogs. Today... We have an awesome, awesome podcast, and I've said this before, I, I don't like putting out podcasts that you guys are going to be meh about, meh, or what I feel is meh. I, I, I put out content either on YouTube or on this podcast that I, I know is going to help you guys. It's going to be beneficial. There's, there's, there's a problem and a solution, and this podcast is, is a dog owner dealing with very simple things, very things that you guys are probably dealing with at home. Whether you're a dog owner or you're a dog trainer or you're going to get a dog or maybe you just love dogs and you want to listen to to other people deal with them. And this is just one of those aha moments. You can literally heal the dog owner just click. She's like, oh. And then boom, everything starts to fall into place, which is really beautiful, especially for a phone conversation. I mean, you might see this more often on, on like a video on a YouTube or something like that. And it's like, man, this, this really clicks with this person. And so I'm really excited to for you guys to check this out. It's it's a it's a good one for sure. I mean, I, I know you guys are gonna pull something from it. I wouldn't put it out if it wasn't. Just so you know, I, I film or I'm sorry, I record probably three or four of these a day some days, and I'll give you guys like one or two a week. Uh, I try to do it Mondays, but it's just hard been to do a schedule. But here we are. Uh, and, and then really quick, guys, I just wanted to to just go over. You know, this is the this is the platform to be kind of jabber mouth and talk about it. Uh, I'm, I'm rebranding a little bit, so I'm kind of stepping away from the America's Canine Educator thing, mainly because I mean I'm just doing international stuff now, and and it and it's it's so that's why we created the Tom Davis International and really sinking our teeth into the No Bad Dogs brand and um, doing this podcast a lot more, taking it more seriously, and 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 putting out more content for you guys on a regular basis, and it's something that I'm committed to, and and you know the No Bad Dog community was created to step away from the toxicity of the dog training community and the forums and the bashing and the pulling each other down, punching down thing. Like it, it's something that I've seen for years. It's something obviously I've been a victim of because I'm in the industry and, and I, and I, and it's not just me. I see other people do it to other people and it's just, it's not right. You know, I, I just can't imagine having the time or just having having nothing else to do than just sitting at home and punching down at people and posting videos. And it's just crazy what, what the industry is doing to each other. It's literally eating each other. You're wrong. No, I'm wrong. No, I'm right. No, you're right. It's just crazy. And so that's why we created this community. Uh, the no bad dog community is we don't do that. I hope like, I don't want to see you guys do that. And, and it doesn't do you any good. If you have a problem with the way that somebody's doing something, you just maybe send them an email, maybe send them a DM, say, Hey man, Hey girl, I'm just, I'm thinking maybe, uh, can you explain this to me or why'd you do this? I've never seen this happen before. Did you ever think about doing this? Or if you, if you ever want to, you know, whatever. Um, and it's not just in the dog trainers. It's just with people too. Like just, just be a better person with each other. There's so much hate and there's so much toxicity and punching down in the world and people are out here trying to help their dogs. And you guys as the consumer, 
it's hard for you because you guys are just trying to get better. Like that's what a lot of dog trainers, like I've realized and I'm still learning and growing and getting better every day. And I'm not who I was yesterday and I'm not who I was five years ago. And so, you know, I know that you guys are out there listening to podcasts, watching other people, listening to other podcasts, and you're trying to just figure out the the best way to help you and your dog and your relationship and, you know, give you some sort of church, if you will, some entertainment, some, some, Hey, that makes sense. I'm going to pull that and, and apply that to my dog. And that's my goal is I don't make content for other dog trainers to critique, or I'm sure a lot of other dog trainers don't do that. We, we just want to help people, you know, and, and, and I'm on team empowerment and, and I just can't imagine again, sitting down and spending the time or having the time rather. I, I barely have time to eat lunch let alone make a video about somebody else doing something I don't believe in. I mean, it's crazy what people are doing out there. So no bad dog uh, army. You guys are the best. And, you know, the, I'm just so proud of, of what we're doing and what we're creating because, it, you know, at the end of the day, a couple of years from now, it's going to be the dog training industry and then there's going to be the no bad dog army. And you guys are, you know, helping each other out, not breaking each other down, not punching down, motivating each other, helping each other, and uh, that's what we're doing now, and I'm just proud of it, and, and I can kind of see the separation. So I'm kind of separating myself a bit from the dog training industry because of those reasons um, the best I can. I just want to be a dog person that's helping other people and creating a community that we can all uh, learn from each other's experiences, including me. And um, so in, in, uh, we did create a, an official No Bad Dog uh, Army, or No Bad Dog Members Club is what we call it, and uh I don't put ads on my podcast usually because it's somebody trying to sell me or sell you uh, some cheap CBD or no pull harness, but I'll plug myself and kind of go off what I was just saying is we did create a no bad dog members club. It's in the link below. It's 20 bucks a month. It's like 60 cents a day and um, you can support us and you could be part of that movement. I mean, and the other thing is, is we're putting out all of the full length videos. So when you guys are hearing or seeing the, the YouTube 15, 20 minute videos, you're, you're getting the full hour, sometimes two hours. I know you're going to get the full seminars that we've been doing. The UK seminar we're about to put up little talks that me and other people do little rants. We're starting to film little rants and throw in there and just trying to create, like if, if, if you're wanting to learn new information and and you want to be a, be a better dog owner, learn more about dogs, help other people out, uh, not judge each other, not look for something to to pull off the internet, and make a video about. I mean, th this is that like safe place in the community that you can do that. And it's not a it's not the Tom Davis show either, guys. It's like so many other dog owners are in there expressing their their things that they've done. That's what dog training is. Is hey, I've done this a hundred times and this has worked really good. Or hey, have you ever thought about this? It's a really cool concept and. Anyway, I'm very proud of that. Links below if you guys want to check it out. But I just want to say thank you guys. Um, this is go I'm telling you right now, like this movement, this community is going to be really big. Um, it, I mean, it is right now, but it's gonna, it's gonna. I, I feel like next year is really gonna take off. Um, it's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be very powerful. So I'm proud of it. I can't thank you enough for supporting me. If you haven't yet, uh, go uh, leave a review on this podcast. Uh, if you haven't on whatever you're listening to this, that's the only way you can support this. It's completely for free, of course. Without further ado, you guys, thank you, thank you, thank you again. Let's roll into the podcast. What's going on? So I have three dogs. They're all um, under the age of four. Okay. And um, two are doodles, and uh, one is... Uh, like, uh, I don't even know what he is. He's a shelter dog. And he is like, 
the other two like will take training like pretty easily. He he is completely detached. Okay. So um like I just started watching your videos like probably within the last like two weeks. Cool. So um like I took him out and I, I like worked with him on the prong collar and he doesn't pull. Mm-hmm. You know, he but he he will not like look me in the eye. Unless I have a treat in front like, of my face. Yeah, like engagement. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just will not, like, he'll, like, kind of do what I want him to do. Yeah. But there's definitely no engagement at all. And, like, I can't even get him to sit. Like, I can't even, like, lure him into a sit. Like, he's just, like, he gets to, like, where his head's up a little, and he's like, mm, fuck this. I really, I'm not that hungry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No so, yeah. I can't, uh. I can't really get them to to kind of participate. Yeah, got it. Uh, okay, so how long have you had him? I've had him for two years. Okay, two years. What's his name? He's a mix. Yeah, Theo. Theo. Mm-hmm. Okay, two years, Theo. All right. Yep. So <clears throat> a couple different things is I understand what you're saying. Do the first thing I want to say is like, do you feel like he actually knows sit? Because I think a lot of dog owners are like, no. He doesn't. Okay. He doesn't. Okay. Got it. So if a dog doesn't know the actual behavior, it makes sense that they don't go down with pressure because they're like, what are you doing? This is weird. Um, right. And then the other thing is, is they won't sit for food either because they don't know what you're saying. So mm-hmm. uh, on the contrary of like what a lot of people uh, work on and, and believe in, it's like, you're kind of wasting your time you putting pressure on a dog that maybe won't ever sit because they don't know it. So you have to go back down to the basics, essentially. You have to go back down to really figuring out, okay, got it. Here's here's the deal. We have to reteach you sit. And it, it's like retraining a puppy. It doesn't matter what his age is. Like if he's not – I always tell people, like if I'm putting pressure on a dog in any way, verbally, physically, with a leash or – whatever with the remote collar and they're not doing it there's a good chance especially when there's like not a lot of distractions or whatever there's a really good chance they just don't know it so you have to go back down to the basics and and you know hybrid in like some free shaping and teach the dog what sit is on a very micro level so i can go over that process next if you'd like okay okay so what i would suggest is get yourself like a martingale collar or a slip leash what is he on right now I have a slip leash for him. Perfect. So you would use a slip leash and all you would do is you would go like, I like using, I like using like a wall because it gives the dog a very narrow opportunity to, um, uh, you don't want him to make mistakes is my point. So he, he can't go to the left. He can only really sit same thing with healing. So you just kind of get yourself with your slip and you, you walk against the wall. It could be a hallway or if you're in like a garage or a basement or something, that's all. And it just gives you like okay. a, a better opportunity to, to work on it. So, um, so all you have to do is, is, is move forward and then just say, Theo sit. And if he doesn't, what, what I like to do is just, you really have to say, say his name, ask him to sit. If okay. there's a couple different ways you can do it. And, and in my opinion, this is my style. This is why you are talking to me right now. Cause you like the way I train and this is the way I train is, it's not a 
it's there are certain things in dog training that is very binary. We're like, okay, you're, if your dog's biting somebody or going after somebody maliciously, like that's never appropriate. That's never going to happen. You always do something about that. But when you're working on obedience, especially with a dog that you're having difficulty with, you have to get creative and you have to do what's going to be best for the dog. So if you're working with him and you say, Theo, sit, and you put pressure on his rear end and you add a little bit of pressure with the leash kind of at the same time, what I do is I take my right hand, put a little bit of pressure on the slip leash. There's a big difference between a correction and pressure. Like pressure is just a little little bit of constant pressure up. A correction is like a snap of like, hey, no, no, that's not okay. You're not not correcting him because it's not fair because he doesn't know it. So that's what that's, that's what we do. So we're adding a little bit of pressure on the slip, and we're also just putting a little bit of pressure on the rear end to help the dog go into the sit. Once they do it, yay! You say yes, good sit, and then you pay them. Um, you can do it verbally if the dog is motivated by food. You can reward it then too. The only concern I have with the food is if you're not timing it properly, you're gonna have a hard time with it because you have to make sure that you you almost have to load the treat in your hand before you ask them to do something so they actually um, do it, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, Okay. it does. Okay, so that's what you do is you kind of like go back to square one. You say, Theo, sit, and you add a little, yay, good sit, yay, good sit, and then you, and then you start doing it without pressure. You start asking him to do it without pressure and see if he makes the right decision or not. And then when he finally does it, yes, bang, good sit, and if you're using food, I would, again, preload that food to have it okay. out and ready because timing is huge when you're doing obedience. You have to make sure that you're marking it right on time because if you don't, you say, yes, good sit, you fumble with your food, and then he gets up, you're A, if you pay him, you're marking him for standing, which is the opposite, and right. if you're late, then you didn't get a chance to really tell him good job if you're using food as a reward. Okay. So anyway, so that's kind of the, that's the steps. Um, the alternatively, if that's not working, like if I had a dog that I was literally pressuring into a sit for a day, like 20 times, I'm like, okay, this isn't working. What I would then do is go back to the drawing board and say, and this goes for any behavior uh, in general with any dog. I would then go back to the drawing board. It's okay. Like, obviously this isn't working. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, <laughs> expecting different yeah. results. Right. So what I would do is I would get like food or a ball or anything that he's super motivated by and just put a leash on him, like a slip, and I would just walk around with him and I'd say, and so if you had it in your hand, right, a lot of dogs, and this kind of works against us sometimes, a lot of dogs are very likely to sit if we hold something in front of them that they want. And a lot of people actually think that they're teaching their dog sit with that um, and most of the time they're only doing it because of the item. Okay. So it's a blessing and a curse because what you want to do is you want to move backwards and you just say he's chasing you and he's, he's following you and engaged with you because you have an item that he wants. So you just say, Theo, sit, and he's looking at you like you have 10 heads. And you literally will do the exact opposite of what I just said of putting pressure on and don't ask him twice. Um, because, okay. again, trying to drive that in that way just isn't working. And so as a pet dog owner yourself – you have to say, okay, I this isn't working. So then you just switch gears and you literally just say, Theo, sit. And he just stares at you. And then he doesn't get it. Nope. And you can say no. You can say nope. You can you can move away. You can try it again and reset. But essentially, like what he's trying to unlock, like how do I get that chicken? How do I get that steak? How do I get that ball? How do I get it? Right. Theo, sit. And he finally does it. Yes, good sit. And bang, you pay him. 
and you do and, and then usually dogs start capturing these things they go oh sit means this and you kind of like yeah like a puppy you're like you get it good job uh, and then you and then once the dog really understands it then you move it back into the heel position and then to a sit with him sitting next to you or standing next to you and sitting next to you after um, and that's kind of how you transition so there's there's really those two ways that you're gonna do it when you're working um, with the dog because I totally understand that putting pressure isn't always you know gonna work yeah he definitely was not he was like my legs don't go that way like like he was just like not doing it and he doesn't really sit around i mean he's like he's he's like he's walking around he's running around or he's laying down like he doesn't really like sit a lot you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah so yeah and, and, and there's certain dogs that aren't comfortable doing that and that's that's normal too so then you have to ask yourself like yeah and that's maybe the third part uh, is like what is the benefit of him sitting? How often am I going to use it? How beneficial is it going to be in his training? If it's like, again, if you're if you're working on something that's so frustrating for a long period of time that maybe you don't even really need, it's like, right. all right, this, that happens a lot with down. This is why I don't put down in like my very basic, like beginner uh, cues. Uh, I don't I don't put down in those things for that reason. Is I literally like some dogs it's it's, some dogs get it and then other dogs just do not get it and i i you know i'm like okay this isn't working right now and i have to you know i have to look at the the way out my options of like what's going to be beneficial to this dog and what's not sorry it's okay yeah and um every time somebody walks by like if they're walking around outside, if it's an animal outside, they go berserk. Anybody comes home, they go berserk. Anybody like hits their alarm in their car, they go berserk. I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts. They bark a lot. Yeah. Right. So it's like, um, I don't know if you're going to handle this today, but the other issue I have is how do how do you train, um, one dog at a time when you have three dogs, like how do you separate them? How do you, yeah. Well, what what you'd have to do is you'd have to you'd have to do exactly that. You'd have to separate them. You'd have to put one in the other room. Or I'm sorry, you'd have to put all of them in the other room except for one, and then you would just move on and, um, you know, start to integrate in your training that way. And you just you, it is what it is. I mean, it, generally speaking, if you know if you want to do it right, you would train them all. You know, when it's easy to train when they're puppies or when you first get them. And so if you right. wait until there's problems or you wait until something becomes annoying or a nuisance or you want to change in general, uh, it's a lot harder because they're all used to, like what you just went through. Somebody comes right. in and it's like it's a it's a party and they all kind of chime with each other. And then you're they're not going to listen to you generally because they're interested in what they're doing. So anyway. Right. Um, yeah. So that's the thing is you have to you have to start individually training them. So you have to get creative to figure out how that's going to work for you and your setup, you know, everybody's setup is different. Um, your home and the people you have to help you or the lack thereof, you have to just figure out how to do it and, um, get creative with it. So maybe creating them in the other room, putting them in the other room in general, bringing one dog outside and working in the, you know, in the side yard or in the basement or try to get away from them somehow. And you just spend 10 minutes with each dog in a rotation throughout the day as often as you can and get those reps in. And that's how you do it. But it's not okay. easy. I mean, okay, how do I train three dogs? <laughs> at, 
Yeah, that was pretty much like the main question. I was just like, all right, if I can just get him to like tell me yeah. how to manage that, yeah, then I'll be thrilled. Yeah, so. yeah, and it's 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 an incremental game. So you teach one the things that you want that dog to work on, and then vice versa with the other one, and then the other one, and then the other one, and you continue to just you start saying, okay, now we're I call it the three D's: distance, distraction, and duration. You say, okay, now we're ready for this step. Now we're ready for this step. Now we're ready for this step, and every dog is going to be on a different level. And, um, that's how you do it. And then you start integrating them in. So once they, I typically, what I do with multiple dogs is I work on the place and the stay or the place, uh, downstay or whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's the way I do it that way. Once they're really good on the place downstay with distractions and duration, say I'm working with one and I, I say like, Hey, um, place downstay and then you get the other one out and you work on the healing the sitting the breaking the healing the sitting the breaking and then you place them but you can't get to you have to you have to get there in levels obviously if you tried to do that right now it would be a nightmare so you'd have to you'd have to just start incrementally and each week you you keep getting better but that's the only way to really to really do it okay yeah the first the first one was easy because she was the only one i had sure you know so she does you know i'm not worried about really her running away or anything mm-hmm. like that. But this, the last one I got, he, he goes outside and he just chases people up and down my fence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's just waiting to break out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot to training and there's a lot of, there's a lot of work that goes into also exercise. Like I always tell people, like if your dog is constantly, 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 you know, trying to break out or trying to chase other things or whatever. I mean, a lot of that has to do with exercise in general and the mental stimulation that they're getting. So, you know, if they're finding a way to keep themselves occupied by saying like, Hey, I'm like a lot of dogs will do that, that are left in the, the, um, the fence all day. Like people like, yeah, fence is good. It's better than being in the house all day for sure. But you also have to remember that if you're putting your dog into the fence all day, they're going to get bored to a point where, they're just they're gonna bark at everything because they got nothing else to do. So they're not getting right. you know they're not getting the uh, the exposure uh, that they need. So that's the other thing too that you have to be mindful of, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they only go out when I'm here, so right. otherwise they're in the house. They're stuck in the house. So exactly. So if they're not again again like if you like every dog needs uh, outlets they're all animals so they have to they have to do stuff they have to keep their mind busy they have to work they have to get exercise both mentally and physically and if they don't get that then you're going to get this really energetic dog when you get home and it's going to be triple as hard to to train cuz they're like you know you got to think like when you're at work or whatever you're doing when you're gone you got to think what they're doing which is nothing yeah so yeah, they're doing zero. They're literally just sitting there all day waiting for you to get home. And then the moment you get home, you of course, you're likely to be tired and you're going to be like, oh, you know, and and they need probably two hours of work and, and they're not getting it. So right. it's hard. Like when people come in and they, they say like, my dog doesn't do X, but they don't let them work at all or they don't uh, give them any mental or physical stimulation. It's like you can't complain about your dog misbehaving when they're not able to be a dog. Right. You know, it's very hard because it's just not fair essentially. Cause you're like, Hey, I, you've been here literally doing all, you know, nothing all day. And when I get home, I want you guys to be calm and listen to me. And they're like, are you kidding me? 
I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting six hours for you to get home. I've done nothing. I haven't set foot outside. So again, it's Sorry. like I don't. I don't mean be laughing, but no, it's yeah, no, it's 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 totally fine. It's the truth, and that's that's what it is, you know. And that's why I I don't really I I don't work. I I don't want to say I don't work, but I it's hard for me to work with people who aren't giving their dogs the absolute basics of they need to walk a day or they need like my Lakota earlier. I do about three to four of these a day. Uh, and earlier I was doing a session, um, on the phone and I was just throwing with my dog cause I knew that she had to get that in. She had to get that right. in, you know, my other two dogs, they're lazy bones and older. They don't care. They go out, they come back in. They, that's all they like. But with her, cause she's a Dutch shepherd and she's like, go, 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 go. I have to get that in with her. And if I don't, then you might've heard her come in earlier. I mean, it's just like a ball of fury, but it's just, you have to have expectations and be realistic to say like, like with the barking there, you come home right. or somebody else comes home. They literally have nothing else to do, but wait for somebody to come through that door. And when they do, it's a party because it happens twice a day, three times a day. Right. And it's the only excitement that they get. So of course they're going to be externally excited through vocalization. And it's like, it's almost not even fair to correct them. Cause it's like, this is the only fun you get. <laughs> Right. So anyway, so there's a lot of balance to it um, that you have to balance out. That's all. Okay. Yeah, I got to figure that out. Yeah, it's tough. But, you know, if you, I, I always tell people like, you know, even my staff, my staff works, you know, just as much as I do. And um, they can bring their dogs to work, but they are on a different schedule. Like, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, you guys got another dog? That's funny because you're, you're busier now than you were, you know, earlier. It's like... You know, so it's, 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 it's a balance, you know, having dogs and, um, being able to give them and fulfill them what they need. Right. Okay. But it does play a ton in their behavior. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's, it's not fair to expect certain things, you know, like when a dog, right. like people will do that all the time. Like a great example is. Um, like recall, they let their dog off leash when they've been sitting home all day. The last thing they want to do is come back to you because you got to go start dinner. They're right. like, I just got out. I've been home literally all day. And it's been even like a half an hour of playing. I mean, it's better than nothing. Don't get me wrong. But even like a half an hour of playing is nothing, <laughs> you know? Right. No, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Because I was, I was outside with them over the weekend trying to get them to at least, you know, I it's like I can't take them to the dog park because mm-hmm. I, I can't get them to come back. No, I get it. You know, and, and there are so many, like, problem dogs at the dog park yeah. that I don't, I don't want them to get out of my sight. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's a so, vicious cycle. Oh, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, so I, get I was it. like, let me like try to work with him and see if I can like get him to the point where at least like he knows his friggin' name would be good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And because he just doesn't respond. Yeah, yeah. But again, like, put yourself in the dog's point of view and in, in in his eyes. Like again, he's a young dog, considerably, and you come mm-hmm. home and he's like, yay, and you then you go let him play, and he knows that when you call him back because you're not working on recall you're working on because you're not really re you're recalling him yes but you're recalling him to go home right which is the last like he knows he's going inside huh yeah so no way am i coming back that's why that's why i tell people like don't teach recall like that like that's not realistic 
because they're not going to come back to you because it, it's it's immediate punishment in their minds because they they you know they've been waiting all day to go run you know, ah, right. and they get there and you're like okay come on i gotta go you know get ready for whatever you know you're a human yep. too you got stuff to do and he's like, no, 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 no. It's like five more minutes, five more minutes, five more minutes. And it's just never going to end because they just, they, they want to soak that in because they're, they're just not getting it. So I think a lot right. of that is, is obviously there's some lifestyle things that you might be able to accommodate with um, possibly having a dog walker or even doggy daycare. I know it's hard with four dogs because it gets expensive no matter what you do, if you're feeding them or you're bringing them somewhere. But if there's any friends or family that can pop over and kind of relief that, that way when you do do training with them later, um, it's a little bit more fair for them to pay attention, but training in general and give in getting mental stimulation is huge. It makes them exhausted. Like when we do our out of state three day program at my facility by the mm-hmm. second day, the dogs are just so wiped out and the owners are like, I've never, this is crazy. I've never seen her like this. And it's like, yeah, but you've also, <laughs> you've also never worked your dog this hard mentally. So right. anyway, so yeah, just, so just remember that, that, um, like, okay. So for an example, just off that note is okay so how would you do recall then well what you do is you would do recall in the house or you do recall you know randomly you'd say the dog's name you'd say come they come to you you pay him come yes good and you don't you don't go away with them you don't leash them up and then what you do is you go to the you go outside and then you do the same thing you say come you pay him and then you release him back you release him back you release him back so it's not this condition of when you call me, that means we're going home. So say you recall him nine times and he gets payment every time he comes to you. And on the 10th time, you actually leash him up and leave. That way he's not conditioned to know that every time he recalls, it's actually a negative thing for him. Um, but you have to break that cycle because that's what you've done with him for you know, a long time. So it's a, it's a, right. it's a challenging game. And, and I know that that's why we're talking is for you to kind of tune things up and make things better between you guys and that's it's the same thing with like frisbee or fetch a lot of people when they do tug of war or something they get it and then they hold it over their head and they ask the dog to do 10 things and then they release it back so that way the dog never wants to give it back because it's not fun so when i'm teaching tug or i'm teaching fetch with any dog as soon as they let go i'm giving it right back to them or i'm tugging with them again and they're like oh okay so as soon as i actually drop this the fun starts again you're like yep or, or the ball gets thrown immediately, like maybe you have another one in the chuck it, and as soon as they out, it gets thrown immediately. So they, they learn almost the instant gratification of, of, of letting go of something gets them paid again. So that way, you're doing that nine times, out, throw, out, throw, out, throw, and then when you're like, okay, we got to go, out, no problem, poop, and then you grab it and you leave. They're like, right. oh, okay, that time it didn't get thrown again, but you make it you make it way lopsided on. Yeah. The, like more times than yeah. not. Yeah. You got it. Yep. Coming you, back to him. You got it. That's right. And you do that with like everything you do it with recall. You do it with fetch. You do it with tug. You do it with really anything that, that, cause that's what people do is they take it. They say out, 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 out. And they're saying out probably 15 times. They're actually, so dogs love the actual game of tug. Like when dogs play fetch, they're playing fetch cause they love the chase. They don't necessarily, I mean, yeah, they love the ball, but the ball represents chase. So that's why they, they are obsessed with it. So it's a prey drive. It's actually them running after something, killing it and bringing it back realistically for most dogs. So a lot of dogs also like playing tug, like my dog, Lakota, a lot of shepherds, a lot of terriers. Um, just a lot of dogs love playing the actual tug game. 
And so when you pull on that, it's like, yeah, 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 this is good. It's like revving an engine. So what a lot of people do is they call me or they email or they like, hey, my dog won't drop anything. And this is what they do. They take the tug or they take the Frisbee or they take the ball on a rope and they go drop out, 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 out. And they're pulling, yanking, yanking. And the dog is just getting tighter and tighter and tighter because they're like, yeah, this is fun. And they don't know what out is. So they're like, oh, out must mean tug. So you're pulling, you're igniting that fire. You're saying it a hundred times. That's why when you do tug, you make it neutral. You grab their collar, you say out and they drop it. And then you immediately, yes, boom. And you throw it and you make it a very neutral, calm thing. And you don't make it like if they start tugging, you let go. Nope. It's over. Don't tug. That's, That's not what we do. When I grab this, you let it go and we throw it. So there's just, and it's just ignorance. That's all. And ignorance isn't a bad thing. That yeah. just means you don't know. And that's what it is, is yeah. people just assume you yell, you say out 15 times and you try to rip it out of their mouth when in actuality, you're doing the exact opposite. You're revving them up big time. Right. So that's just an example. Well, yeah, with, with BB, I have to like, I have to give her a cookie for her to drop something. Right. Like I have to trade her. Yeah. Or else she won't, she won't do it. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a mind game and that's not a terrible thing. It's just, if you can. So what it is, is it's, I'll drop this for a reward. And if you can teach her that the reward is actually playing again, then you're in. That's, that's what, that's what it's about. So like with tug, we hold it, we say out, the dog lets go. And then you immediately go, yes. And then you play tug with them immediately again. So it's, 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 it just goes, it's like, once you break it down, it makes sense, but it goes against what dog owners normally would think what to do. Where they're like, right. no, when I say drop it, they're supposed to drop it. And if they don't, I'm going to hang, I'm going to lift them up, you know, off their feet with it. And they're like, they love that. You're, you're literally drop it, drop it <laughs> now. Means, worse. Yeah. Drop it. Yeah. Drop it means tug harder now. You know, same thing with recall. Once you say recall and the dog doesn't come, you just chase them around. And it's, right. it's like, it's, it's, it's pretty redundant, but anyway. Yeah. He really, he's terrible with that, but now I get it. So yeah, especially when you. When you're doing it, you have to teach it out of context of when you need it as well. So if you're if you're right. working on recall or heel is a great example. I just got off the phone with a couple working on heel and uh, they were doing it outside. And they were like, yeah, hey, we're having a hard time. I'm like, well, if, if your dog doesn't know heel and they don't know it well or at all, you're, you're teaching it in context of when you need it. You need to practice it somewhere else. So for recall, it'd be the same thing. You'd be in your house or maybe in your backyard um, with no other distractions. And you'd say, Fido, come. They'd come to you and you'd pay them and you'd release them. That way when you need it in reality, you know, it's the same thing with consequence too and some sort of reinforcement, like having a long line and a martingale on to give them a little pressure if they don't come is also something that's needed. Because you can say come or here until you're blue in the face and the dog, if, they, if they're not getting reinforced and taught like, hey, when I say this, you have to do this, and you're using some sort of pressure with like a long line. It's not going to mean anything. But my point is, is you got to practice it first before you try to do it in reality, because you're going to be so frustrated trying to do something the dog doesn't know well. Like same thing with sitting with your dog that we were just talking about. If that mm-hmm. dog doesn't know sit that well, and you're trying to do it with all the other dogs kind of prancing around, it's going to be so difficult. You have to right. really isolate it and say, okay, square one, start from scratch. This is what this means. And then you start moving out in the distance, distraction, and duration. 
Okay. All right. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. It's a lot. But I think the it's the principles, right? It's just yeah. like I mean, it's just like a lot of information to yeah. to just, you know. Yeah. And you can apply but no, it's good. You can apply like everything that we talked about with the principles to pretty much anything. You know, of what 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 you're working on. Okay. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you too. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you go. But um as far as like the whole um like being the pack leader and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um how much do you do you actually buy like into how it? like yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Um so <clears throat> it's a good question. So I, I don't get into the whole dominant alpha you know, type thing. That's so many people. Are, oh, that's to me. It's just, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not really how animals inter. Okay. So maybe it is the way animals perceive it in a sense, but the way that humans humanize that as like, you're either a leader or a follower, alpha or omega or beta or whatever. It's like, it gets, it, it's too much. It's too like commercialized. It's kind of silly that I don't, I don't talk about that. I don't touch on that. I don't preach it. I don't teach yeah, it. Yeah, because I, I like have like my friends are like judging me like I'm the weakest of the pack and I'm not like, you know, yeah, there is not being yeah. like demonstrative and right. Also, exactly. like, You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, there's there's definitely uh, some validity to making sure you have control and your dogs respect you, but you don't do it with you, you, that's why like, you know, as, as working with dogs professionally, it's. It's, it's really going over your dogs have to know certain things and you have to be able to, you know, just like with parenting, like you don't want to be very militant and and overwhelming and unrealistic and unfair to, you know, like your seven-year-old has to get up at seven and and go do jumping jacks in the living room because that's what discipline means. Like, no discipline to a seven-year-old is making sure that they do their homework and they eat the vegetables and they can't leave the dinner table. And brush their teeth. Yeah, yeah, things like that, right? Like so, making sure that the dog doesn't get hit by a car. That's you know, exactly. like that's the kind of like. Yeah. That's what's important to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And and that and, and and exactly that is that's that's what that's what the things that you're you're you have to instill. So you have to have that balance, and that's where it comes in. Is like, you don't have to have like that's the thing is you just want a good relationship with your dog. You want to, yeah, you want a little bit of fear and fear is a good thing because it's like, you don't want them to fear you. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's not what we're saying. Y- you want them to fear like, oh, I don't want to get in trouble. Like, oh, if, y- if yeah, mom, you, if, you want them to fear the consequences. Right. You want to feel like, oh, like, you know, your mom looks at you the wrong way. You're like, oh, I'm in trouble or your dad or, you know, whatever. Everyone, everyone has, that's what, that's what keeps us alive. That's what keeps animals alive for sure. A deer smells a human, they're gone because they might get shot. Or right. wh- whatever, you know, it, there's, there, I can go on a different, a hundred different analogies of why that matters, but you, you gotta, <clears throat> you know, do it in the right way. And so anyway, so you have to have that balance of, I respect you. Um, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, so really it's about, so I guess I don't buy into all of that, like really, do- like, oh, like <laughs> it's funny, like seeing in my comments sometimes, like, all you got to do is be a, a, an alpha over everybody and the dogs will listen. I'm like, it's it's hysterical to, to see how some people think and how they interact with other human beings. But 
I don't get into that. I just I just think like being a good leader, having concise, very assertive. Um, this is what you know. Very like this is what this is what's right. This is what's wrong. My job is to teach you these things because I love you. My job is to teach you like when I tell you to come, you're gonna come to me because I don't want you to get hit by a car. Or when I tell you to heal, I want you to heal because I want to be able to, like, imagine coming home from work and being able to walk all of your dogs at once on a perfect heel for three miles. You would do it every night oh, because it would be I would, so enjoyable. I would. I would do it all the time. But that's yep. my point. That's exactly my point is you're going to be a hard ass in the beginning to make, it's just like with kids, like, you need discipline and respect because I don't want you to end up like somebody who is out of control and a delinquent and doesn't listen and has no respect and gets into trouble and is reckless and gets himself hurt or whatever. I mean, there's so many th reasons why we as dog owners have to, and, and this is my opinion and this is my experience in working with thousands of dogs over time and the way that I've curated my education and this, everyone has their own thing. And that's what I have found to, to work the best with my dogs and my clients' dogs and other people's dogs and everybody else that <clears throat> kind of believes in the same theory of just, you know, love your dogs, but be strong and, and, and make sure that the things that are going to keep them alive that you take very seriously, like recall and listening and structure. So there's that, just making sure that when you ask your dog to do something, you're not doing it because it's fun and games. You actually mean it. And right. you want them to do it because you care and you have to reinforce those things. But you have, just like with kids, you have to teach them. You can't yell at them for failing a spelling bee when they don't know the ABCs. That's not fair. You have to teach them right. what these things are foundationally, preliminary first before you go out and you're Mr. or Mrs. Militant and, you know, coming down on them hard. And that's where, that's where training gets interesting is because there's so many different dogs with so many different problems and there's so many different variances of what you have to do with each individual dog, which is why to me, it's insanely irresponsible for anybody to say, this is the bubble dogs need to learn. And if they don't, it's unfixable. And that's what the dog training community does. And that's why I'm trying to distance myself from that as much as I possibly can. And just say, Hey, I'm a guy who loves dogs. People ask me and pay me for advice and it works. That's what I am. I'm not even a trainer. Right. So, Anyway, rabbit hole, but um, that's kind of my that's kind of my theory on on all of that is just it's not a binary like you want to you want to give your dog good structure and you want to teach them before you really correct them unless it's life threatening and you'll have a better life. Yeah, you know, and if they don't jump on people, that would be right. good too. Yeah, and just but it, but it, see those that's exactly it is so healing is where you would say, okay, I got to teach you leash pressure. I got to teach you heal first before I can expect you to heal outside. That's realistic. Now, jumping is something I can't really teach you other than just asserting myself immediately with a correction to say, nope, and, and just using leash pressure or turning your back for some dogs if that works. But for me, it's just leash right. pressure. A couple corrections, off, bang, off, bang. I say off, the dog gets down. Yes, good off. That's something that you immediately assertively that's, that's, if, if I had a training philosophy, it would be those two things. Exactly what we just talked about is there are certain ways there's like, not every dog is going to be working with compulsion on like, um, it, no, you can't do this. Like there's certain situations where you can't, well, you can't really teach them other than just asserting yourself. Like if a dog is trying to rip my throat out of my face, I'm correcting them immediately. hundred percent. I don't, I'm not right. 
worrying about this, I'm not worrying about that. If a dog is jumping, I'm very simply just, nope, off, off. And the dog goes, oh, okay, that's not good. And then when they greet people and they're swirling around on the floor, you're, you're paying them heavily and they're getting what they want. They're like, oh, this is much better. So that's the difference between being realistic with like, I got to teach them heal or I got to teach them to stay. They're not just going to get it. Those are things that you can work on. But other like very primal, I'm going to chase the cat and kill it. I'm immediately going to correct that because that's, right. that's inappropriate. And, but you know, you get the idea. Yeah, I do. All right. This is great. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. 